play it once, Sam. For all time's sake. I don't know what you mean, Miss Elsa. Play it, Sam. Play as time goes by. Oh, I can't remember it, Miss Elsa. I'm a little rusty on it. I'll hum it for you. Sing it, Sam. You must remember this. A kiss is just a kiss. A sigh is just a sigh. I killed them with food. It was genius! Con! All right, we're, we're back. That was a reference to a movie that is obscure and you probably have not seen. But now we're going to talk about movies that people have seen. So let me tell you guys a story. I went into the post office a few days ago and I was looking for new stamps. And I saw a set with Ingrid, Ber- Ingrid Bergman's face on them. You almost said Ingmar, but good save. Thanks. So I'm like, oh, great. Bought them. Brought them home. Mom's using them on envelopes. And then, on Turner Classic Movies, they're having this sort of Ingrid Bergman marathon. Hmm. And I'm like, is that oh. still going on, or is it just that day? I think it was just that day. Okay. And I'm like, oh, well, that's a thing. There must be some connection here, but I don't know what it is. Then on then on YouTube, I get a an update from the Criterion, uh, the Criterion Collection channel. Okay. Oh, celebrating Ingrid. Uh, Ingrid Bergman's hundredth birthday. birthday. Okay. Yeah, she turns. She just turned a hundred yesterday, um, and actually, it's a good time to talk about this because two uh, things are happening. There was a documentary at Cannes uh, called Ingrid Bergman uh, in her own words, right. and the BAM Cinematheque Theater in Brooklyn is doing both a retrospective of Ingrid Bergman and the special theatrical presentation. Uh, with Jeremy Irons and uh, Isabella Rossellini. Hmm. Uh, now, by the way, I should remind everybody, in case anybody's wondering, that it's called the Ingrid Bergman Tribute, by the way. This is happening on uh, September 12th. Funny, that's the name of my new prog rock band. The Ingrid Bergman Tribute? Yep. <laughs> so, it only took three hints hitting me over the head to realize that Ingrid Bergman... Pretty big deal. So, we're going to talk about some of her movies, some of our favorite movies yeah. uh, that she's been in. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we'd like to give a, a toast to Ingrid Bergman, who is definitely one of my favorite actresses from Clink. the golden era. Um, and, uh, of course, you know, you might as well start with the big one. Uh, let's talk about Casablanca, man. Oh, man. What, what, what can we say, though, that... A hundred critics haven't already said about that movie. I mean, shubida boobida bop. Fip cordy quando flu. Uh, we just make up our own words. Um, <laughs> no, I mean this movie is number one, I think, on the AFI top one hundred movies of all time. No, if it this is not Canis. What's up there? If it didn't, get it's always up one, there. It's always up there. It's often called by a lot of organizations the greatest movie Hollywood ever made. Right, and yeah. I and every time I see it. I, I tear my hair out with envy because I can't. I know I'll never be able to write this way. <laughs> what do you mean, like the movie? I'll, I'll ne- I I always feel like I'll never be able to write this well. Like like the movie Casablanca. Yes. Well, the funny thing about that, and to talk about that really fast, um, for those of you who might not know the history and cast of the making of the movie, um, 
what's ironic that you, that you say about I'll never get this writing done. They didn't have a finished script when they started shooting that movie. How could they not have a finished script? They just didn't. I, I don't know the reasons why. I think they kind of had to rush into production. I mean, it was a play reason. first. Was it? So, yeah. It huh. was called Everybody Comes to Rick's. But and then it got turned into Casablanca. But I think that the movie probably then wasn't entirely faithful to uh apparently yeah the, probably the not because well it was a play so it probably ended it tragically well as yeah, plays but, usually do yes well that was the thing was that the the people who wrote the movie let me look up cause and I, this is why i hate the theater uh, don't listen to andrew he's he's not an authority um the Epstein brothers, Julius and Philip Epstein, were the ones mostly behind the screenplay. I think there's also somebody named Howard Koch, or Howard Koch, who is behind the screenplay. But yeah, I mean, this was... Alright, this was based on a play, but that doesn't mean anything. Once you go into the medium of film, you have to make sure that... Yeah, you have to write your own screenplay. ...that medium. And what happened was, and this is something that... Um, and it's funny that the Writers Guild named this the greatest screenplay of all time. Well, it's awesome. Yeah, but the writers to tackle it spent six weeks on the project. Then they brought in the Epstein brothers. They came in on board, and their major contribution was building up uh, Claude Rains' character in part two. Um, but again, though, this was one of the <laughs> I am movies shocked, where... shocked to find that there is gambling going on in here. <laughs> yes. Whenever you hear that term, I'm shocked, shocked, that comes from this movie, I yeah. think. Because, like, yeah, that... The whole reason he does that, too, is because he has to give a reason for why he's closing down uh, Rick's joint. Come, we'll come to the police station tomorrow. We'll be there at 8. I'll be there at 10. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but the point is is that somehow... Oh, oh, you know what? They finished their... The, the brothers finished their screenplay three days before shooting. and uh, But they had to keep on shooting, the, writing, rewriting it. And then, actually, according to Ingrid Bergman... She had to, they, originally, they they weren't quite sure how the ending was going to go. Like, she actually was told to play it twice. Um, hmm. Once with, that she, or I think, no, I think it was that, let me get this right, because I don't want to screw this up. And I think that uh, it's important to get things like the history of the movie Casablanca right. Uh <laughs> there is a book um, about Casablanca called oh, I'm sure there Round is. Up the Usual Suspects. I own it, by the yeah, way. Oh, okay. Here's a quote from Ingrid Bergman. I never knew how the picture was going to end, if I was really in love with my husband or Bogart. So I had no idea how I should play the character. I kept begging them to give me the ending, but they say, we, have, we haven't made up our minds. We'll shoot it both ways. We did the ending the, the first way, and they said, that's good. We won't bother with the other. There we go. So... Same. I mean, again, that's the ending of Casablanca. That's like, ugh, it's like Babe Ruth hitting a home run. That's like, uh, that's like the Who going. It's like, yeah! it's like, does it get any better than that in oh, the world? No. Like that scene has been quoted so much. I mean, there's a war. Like you know that you've made it as a movie when there's an entire Looney Tunes parody. Oh yeah, of you like Carrot Blanca. Yeah, and. I've... uh the Muppets, of course, parodied Casablanca, and um, probably one of the most parodied films b besides 2001: A Space Odyssey yes. and The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, it's that iconic, and yet the movie holds up ridiculously well. Like when we saw it on the big screen, I think 
five or six years ago. When I was tearing out my hair. Yes, you were tearing out your hair in jealousy. Um, <laughs> you know, the the audience was still, you know, they, they probably loved it just like an audience would in 1970 or 1942 because you, you can you can kind of parody the movie, but Casablanca has a good, hard, cynical edge to it. Right. You know, and uh, Ingrid Bergman, I think, is a really important part of it because, yeah, Bogart, you know, he's Bogart in the movie. He's great. You know, yeah. Rick is Rick. I mean, the great thing but, is but when you need Ingrid Bergman there. Yeah. And, the, you know, a great part of the movie is where Rick flashbacks to his time in Paris when he's with Ilsa, who is who is uh, Ingrid Bergman's character. Yeah. And, you know, they're having a great time. They're living it up and they're going to run away together to get out of get out of Paris before the Nazis come in. Yes. And it's and I always think about that scene where Sam's playing the piano and sh- and she looks unsure and restless and yeah. Rick and Rick isn't even it doesn't even register with Rick because he's he's so awesome and a badass yeah. that he's yeah. just like, "Oh, it's just Nazis and stuff." <laughs> but then she and then at the end of that scene she's like, "Kiss me. Kiss mm-hmm. me as if for, for the last time." Yeah. The scene and that, you want to go back to that, and you and you understand and you understand why Rick is so bitter because everything was awesome before before yeah the she flashbacks left do a really great job of showing you who these people were and why yeah, they were and, attracted and, to and each Rick other. smiled <laughs> <laughs> yeah the Bogart smile um I it's fun when I was kind of preparing for our episode I was uh, whenever I went online. And watched a, I watched a couple of Ingrid Bergman documentaries, and the clip that they used from Casablanca is the one where she uh, pulls the gun on Rick. Yeah. You know, and he's just, he kind of comes up close to her. He's like, if you're going to shoot me, shoot me close. Yeah. And it's just like, even in that moment, he's just wood. Oh, wait, another another great quote from Casablanca. Don't forget this gun is aimed right at your heart. You'll find that's my least vulnerable spot. <laughs> Yeah. I, th- I think Claude Rains gets all the best lines. Claude Rains gets a lot of great lines. Watching him in this movie, though, it was. To, I watched a couple of clips again. And I'm like, you know, it's funny. Like, if you if I watched this movie the first time after never seeing Claude Rains, I would know him from this movie, and I also now know him from Robin Hood. Oh yeah, and it's like I kind of saw them. It's like he loves give Claude Rains some good dialogue, and he will just no, no, oh, he'll run with it. Yeah, totally run with it. Um, but yeah, again, I mentioned though, Bingo Bergman is like, she's, she's a good part of the heart of this movie. Oh yeah. She's, she's the heart of the film. Yeah. I mean, there's also that great scene where she comes to Rick when, you know, it's the middle of the night in his bar and he's by himself with his bottle and they just have this real heart to heart conversation. And he calls her a whore. Does he? He doesn't use that word. That is the subtext it is of the his. Subtext. Co- of, yeah, he says, "Let me ask you something. Was it that guy you're with, or aren't you the kind to tell?" Oh, he man. says that kind of line to her, and uh, yeah, that that scene really stuck out to me when I first watched the movie. Um, and yeah, of course, yeah, she holds up really well because it's Ingrid Bergman. She's just so beautiful to look at, but she has a lot of presence yes. on the screen. Uh, Oh, another great scene uh, was uh, the 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 singing when they're doing La Marseillaise. Ma, La Marseillaise. Mar- Marse- yeah, sorry, it's a little late. You and... took Spanish in high school, didn't you? <laughs> I bet you're a big Lee Marvin fan, aren't you? Um, <laughs> no, um, you know you have the French side and the German side each singing their song, and that might be the best scene in the movie. I think we've talked about everything in it besides. 
and besides Ingrid besides Bergman. Ingrid Bergman. <laughs> well, it's funny because like she, well, the interesting thing trivia wise with this movie was she didn't think it was that big a deal. I mean, this movie was made kind of on a B budget. Oh, you it you, was not. You can never tell. You can never tell. Like she, well, this was. She's, you know, she she was assigned to this movie. She showed up and she came to work, but she didn't take it. She didn't know. Nobody really knew. I think that this was going to be the classic. It it didn't it's, have it's a big like budget. If, it's like if you ask Jimmy Stewart, uh, you know, it's a Wonderful Life is going to be a big hit. Well, at the same time, you also have to put in the context. Uh, Bogart was still not quite known at that time as being Bogart. He, you know, this was him coming off of the Maltese Falcon. But before that, like, that was kind of his first breakthrough. Before that, he was just known as being, like, a heavy. Yeah, he played, like, henchman and, like, a mad scientist once. Yeah. (laughs) The mad scientist. Yeah. In what? I don't know. I forget. But he did it once. That's great. Yeah, but he was, like, he did, like, bit parts, like, villains and henchmen and things like that. And then the Maltese Falcon came and he got, like, a huge leading role. Yeah, which was, and he kind of owes his career to George Raft. Right. I think, or Ramped or Ramped. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> the point is, um, but Ingrid Bergman didn't tell you so. Like, she, she tells this story of how she would go off to her trailer, her room, and she was more, you know, she was just, I mean, I guess Casablanca came easy to her somehow, but she was more obsessed with For Whom the Bell Tolls. <laughs> she really wanted that part, like, so badly, and she even uh, cut off her hair for it. You know, like, and Hemingway told her, uh, famously, you know, you might have to cut off your hair for this part. And she's like, I'll cut off my head for this part. <laughs> <laughs> Ingrid Bergman had a good sense of humor. Nice. Um, and it's funny because nobody talks about that movie. Who cares about For Whom the Bell Tolls? Yeah, screw guess, you, Hemingway. Yeah, Hemingway. You game-hunting... You, you, you scallywag. Marlin-fishing um, bastard. Uh, but Ingrid Bergman, you know, her, her career is is really uh intriguing just because of how hollywood really did screw her over i mean she was working and really steadily she was an oscar winner for gaslight and we talked about that uh, i talked about that in two triple movie mile and of course she works with hitchcock on notorious and spellbound notorious again claude rains yeah, Claude Rains, uh, once again, and uh, but this time he, he was the villain. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that's another thing where nope. watching the three of them, Bergman, Cary Grant, and Claude Rains, it's just, that's the movies. Now, here's the great thing about, well, here's, it's just there an, a few, there an, an interesting bit of trivia. Ingrid okay. Bergman apparently was very tall. Either oh, yeah. that, or she worked with very short men. No, because... no, no, she was tall. She was like either 5'9 or 5'10. And yeah. often men would have to either do the bo- stand on a box or wear lifts. Right. Uh, and this happened in Casablanca with Humphrey Bogart, because he was apparently short yeah. for, for, okay. for, for a man. Yeah. So when he sat down next to her, he had to sit on a, a cushion, basically. I didn't know he had to sit down on a cushion. I, that's, that's... Well, uh, well, well, and then, you know, when it seems like he was standing, he probably had either lifts or the yeah. other thing. But when, when she was working with Claude Rains on Notorious, they had to build the set. They had to build a ramp. <laughs> Was he that short? That went up, that made him, that he would have to walk up so he'd look taller than she was. Mm. Yeah. Um, that that scene, that, that movie has a few great, really great things about it. And I love the movie, but um, just the whole first part of Notorious where she, it's right after, you know, because the opening of the movie, her 
either her father or her husband is thrown away uh, in jail. I forget what it was. Wow, I'm surprised how little I remember of Notorious. You don't remember that? That at the start of the movie, there's a big courtroom scene, and uh, it happens very quickly. It's like a minute long, but then... I don't remember anything before she gets married to Claude Rains. Really? Okay. <laughs> well, there's a whole scene where she gets totally drunk off her face, and Cary Grant is there with her. All right, that he seems familiar. But she doesn't know who he is at first, and <laughs> she goes out drunk driving with him. And there's a really great scene where she's just driving and her hair keeps getting in her way. And uh, then they get pulled over by a cop and he shows the cop his idea. He's like, oh, oh, I'm very sorry, sir. Have a good night. And she's like, wait, wait, why don't I have a ticket? Wait, what happened? What did she show you? What did he show you? I think. Why are you so short? Yeah. Actually, I think Cary Grant was pretty tall. I think they were on level. Oh, okay. But um, I really love that part. Like when I first saw the movie, that was one of the things that stuck out for me. It's like, what a great way to introduce this character, just getting totally drunk. Mm-hmm. And there's Cary Grant to kind of pick her up, and that's where the first spark kind of happens. This Mitch Mack. It also couple. really shows the difference in attitudes about yeah. drunk driving yes. <laughs> back then. The other thing. Then is this... go watch. Uh, um, what is it? North by Northwest. To see another trivialization of drunk driving. <laughs> I f- I've forgotten about that. Never mind. Um, but the other thing with Notorious is that kissing scene. Yeah. Where the two of them are kissing, but they keep this on... scene I remember. They well, the thing that's great was I think they kiss a couple of different times in the movie, but the one I remember and Hitchcock talked about this in his interview with Truffaut was uh, that he wanted to almost have what he called a menage a trois with Cary Grant. Ingrid Bergman in the audience because they're, they're kissing so much and like they're in close up. And the thing is they keep kissing each other, but then they talk in between their kisses and he's on the phone and yeah. they're still kissing. And he's like, I wanted to kind of just wrap the, wrap up the audience with them so that they feel like they're with this couple in like this romantic engagement. Huh. Um, it was a unique moment where Hitchcock was very open about what his intention was with that scene. And he loved Hit- he loved Ingrid Bergman hmm. very much. Oh, well, yeah. There was an intimation in his biography that maybe they had an affair. It's tough to say. Well, she certainly is type. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't work together as much as you would have thought. However, in another piece of trivia, it's been said that... Um, Ingrid Bergman had like a brief affair with this photographer named. Uh, hope I'm oh, and that name. inspired her window. And inspired her window. I mean, when you see Grace Kelly, she could be. She has a bit of the Ingrid Bergman look. They're the same type. The big uh, bone construction, <laughs> where mm. their cheeks are really big. high cheekbones. High cheekbones. Um, Blonde hair. Yeah, you know, what I think is kind of the closest we have to Ingrid Bergman today is Kate Winslet. Charlie Theron. No, not so much. More so in the face. I'm looking. Oh up. yeah, the face. You don't see Kate Winslet at all being like Ingrid Bergman. Well, they, they both, both got tall. pretty soft faces, but but I think but Kate Winslet has bigger eyes. Mm, I don't know. Uh, but of course, Isabella Rossellini is. You know, I, I can't believe you didn't know that she was her daughter. I didn't know it was Ingrid Bergman's 100th birthday. What do you want from me? <laughs> I want some knowledge. Um, okay, but the other thing was... But now that I think about it, yeah, it is super obvious. But but the other thing with Ingrid Bergman, though, is that she... Uh, few few Hollywood stars get condemned on the floor of the Senate. Like, she got... Wow. Yeah, that happened because of her, you know, her... She got divorced from her husband at the time and then went off with Roberto Rossellini. 
and this guy who uh his name was edwin johnson goddamn a democrat of all people from colorado uh said and i quote that she was a horrible example of womanhood and a powerful example of evil in the world jeez yeah yeah harsh that that was the time period man this was like a guy who a culture who uh, in part it was because of ingrid bergman's image because hollywood you, people looked at hollywood and they thought well these are their characters yeah these are who they are and ingrid bergman played a lot of wholesome figures she was a, a nun in the bells of saint mary and then of course uh a saint, you could say, in Joan of Arc. Oh yeah. Oh, let's talk about Joan of Arc. Arc because I have now not you seen haven't that. seen in Joan of Arc. Tell me about that. Now I think there there is kind of a weakness in that because it's Ingrid Bergman. Right. She's quite obviously a woman playing who playing she's supposed to be a 14. character who's supposed to be a teenage girl. Okay, yeah. And it and she's frequently referred to as a girl in the film. And and it makes you kind of look at it sideways, like, yeah, sure, movie. It's, it's not like with Snow White, where you can't quite be sure, but she, but she's supposed to be fourteen. Right, right, White. right. But okay, so that's a little bit odd. But the thing is, she plays it with a great deal of conviction, I, befitting the character. I, Joan of Arc is a very fascinating figure, even yes. if you're not a religious person. Uh, eventually she became a saint but the the circumstances surrounding her life and how much and, and you know and her time are just uh they're astounding um, uh, and how much she accomplished is really yeah. quite staggering you don't yeah. quite understand how she did it mm. but and and Ingram Bergman plays her in a very in this very i don't want to say idealistic way it's just she doesn't have a lot of depth, but that's not bad because it just shows she has this lack of guile mm. or and this lack of uh, – she has no ulterior motives. She has no – She's just driven by this one purpose. Right. She's driven by passion for one thing. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who's in her way. Yeah. And – and you and after a while you look past the fact that she's obviously not a teenager and yeah. you see <laughs> again i mean i didn't see the movie i saw i think a clip from the trailer of it uh it looked like one of those old time hollywood uh historical you know it is which is probably people. why i like it sure, sure i mean i i like knights of the round table yeah that it seems a little <laughs> bit like that style where like the action has like all the people fighting who it's like wait what are you doing in the background <laughs> come on show some effort um it is more it, it is kind of one of those films i will admit okay so but it might not have aged it completely certainly well. doesn't hurt that ingrid bergman is in it no i'm sure she elevates it i mean again she elevated a lot of stuff like she makes me intrigued to see dr jekyll and mr hyde mm. because she was apparently in that and i think part of her being cast in that again i haven't seen the movie but just to mention it fast she wanted to try to break her image of being just the nice housewife or country girl that because she was swedish so it's like what do we do with this tall beautiful swedish woman well let's bork yeah bork um but they made her like she played the bartender in it like the kind of dirty like you know i'm gonna be kind of sexy kind of gal and that makes me intrigued to see it i wonder if you can pull it off anyway um to briefly talk about the rossellini uh movies that she did 
Um, right. I think she, they were playing a lot of those on TCM when they had that. I'm marathon. sure they would have. Yeah. I mean, uh, she actually like because she first she wanted to just work with this guy, which was kind of oh daring. boy did she work with him. Well, <laughs> at first it was just for the art, and then later it was for the you know, uh, but uh, but. Yeah, he she had seen his early movies. She saw Rome Open City and she was like, I wanna work with him. I wanna get to that level of realism. And so, you know, they made a series of movies which uh they made altogether six movies and I have seen three of them. Uh you know, show you know, showing like the world of Italy. Uh Journey to Italy is a film that's kind of a difficult movie. But it's really interesting to watch because you're watching her and George Sanders are this couple who their marriage is slowly falling apart. Right. Um, but the way that it's filmed, it's it's not beating you over the head with any kind of melodrama, at least not right away. It's more about here is this couple from America and they're here in Italy. And what is this place? What is Italy? What What, what is Rome? There are all these things here that are just really un, like. You're watching the... What is gelato? Well, it's this modern couple who... Like, the woman, especially... Ingrid Bergman kind of gets swept up in... Like, a friend takes her around to different parts of the city. And, wait, I'm seeing Rome from... And this is a city which hasn't changed in some parts in thousands of years. And When are I'm, they going to fix it up? I don't know, man. The Coliseum. They could totally put, like, a MetLife Stadium there, you know? Um, mm. um, so, so anyway, yeah, but Ingrid Bergman, she got, but she got back in America thanks to playing Anastasia, which she got another Oscar for. And she had a good career though. After that, I mean, she didn't do a ton of work, uh, after that, I think she passed 40 and she got some roles, but maybe Hollywood kind of thought, well, is she maybe past her prime? Who knows? Yeah, uh, but she got then another Oscar for a five minute performance in Murder on the Orient Express. She literally just acts for five minutes. And she actually, when she accepted her award, kind of apologized to one of the other actresses. Because she's like, you really deserve this. I don't. I'm, um, not, I'm not giving it to you. But yes. still. And then uh, she finishes off her career with Ingmar Bergman. And oddly enough, Ingmar Bergman's wife was named Ingrid Bergman. Huh. But it was not that Ingrid Bergman, which made some confusion, I'm sure. Right. And that movie, if you want to check it out, it's called Autumn Sonata. Uh, very uh, deep uh, psychological type of movie with a mother and daughter. Uh, in a way, kind of like the end of the tour uh, that I talked about earlier. It's just these two characters who you see this relationship and it's just, ooh, how's this going to unfold? Um. So how? What, what, what do we say about Ingrid Bergman? What, what do we say? Because she's just well, she's almost like it. It almost hurts looking at her because she's so gorgeous. It makes you want to tear your hair out. There you go. Now, uh, before we close, she's the Casablanca of women. You 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 obviously know more movies than I do. So let's say uh, you know I know Ingrid, Ingrid Bergman from uh, Casablanca. Casablanca I may have seen her in Notorious. Yeah. What do you think is the next good? the good thing that you should watch um well gaslight is definitely one of the major ones now that i've seen that i think that she really commands that movie and uh um really makes that her own uh again i mentioned autumn sonata uh 
I haven't seen there. There are a few of her movies I have not seen. To be honest, I haven't seen For Whom the Bell Tolls. I haven't seen uh, this other movie, The Bells of Saint Mary. Uh, I haven't seen Joan of Arc. Uh, maybe I'll see that someday. Um, yeah, but I think again, if you 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 when you watch a movie like Casablanca, then you kind of know. All right, here is here is a couple, you know, and you right. you know again. It doesn't work without the both of them there, and but you know by the time it comes to that scene at the plane, uh, you know it, you can feel the the pain that's there, but that uh, when he's when Rick has to let go of Elsa, it's just you know no you have to get on that plane. You can't come with me. I, it is simultaneously places. the saddest and most manly thing. Yeah, very manly, done. very manly. It's all about sacrifice. It's. It's funny how much Casablanca is touted as the most romantic movie ever, but it's all about how love was lost. It's this couple who can't be together, and that's what... And right. it's funny, too, because now Casablanca is one of those movies that most people who watch it, you know, they didn't get to watch it when it first came out. It's all about this memory of this time period where, you know, Bogart... Uh, he was an actor who died in like 56. Hmm. So even people who saw Casablanca in the sixties, they're watching this movie that is from this, uh, specific time period. Um, she was a very, she was a very special actress. I think she, uh, to, to finish it off, she came from more of a European tradition of acting like yeah. certain actor actresses in America at the time, you know, they were more about, Ooh, let's, let's play. Let's have fun. Let's maybe do this or that. She was more about completely absorbing herself into a character. You know, like Gaslight, she plays a character who's slowly becoming mentally unhinged. And she actually went to mental hospitals to try to observe people who are going crazy. And, uh, <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't end up like Shock Corridor. No, no, I hope not. Um, and, uh, yeah, and she seemed like she did a lot of work before, you know, getting into the role. Um, and, you know, it's kind of sad that, again, for a while in America, her, you know, the the press and the public kind of easily turned on her, uh, just, you know, well, on that, a dime. That, well, that's fame for you. Yeah, it's, it's fame, but it's also kind of stupid. It's kind of, it shows the ignorance of the public where, hey, why aren't you like this? Why aren't you like this nun? <laughs> why aren't you be like this nun? You're like the hot lady. Don't. Don't be cheating Jack. on your husband. Sorry. It's okay. Alright. Oh, the other thing, too, I had a thought of why... Last thing about why America got upset with her affair. Uh-huh. Because it was with an Italian right after World War Two ended. Wow. So, it, like, her... Isabel Rossellini was being interviewed about it, and she said that... Imagine if Julia Roberts just suddenly wrote to an Iraqi director and went and made a movie with him. And... You know, and then had an affair and all that stuff. It's like that. Well, America's sweetheart has. I don't think the. I don't. Uh, Again, Julia I don't Roberts. Know, do you, think, yeah, you think that's a weird comparison? You think she's America's? I'm not sweetheart? saying I'm saying that. It is Bella Rossellini. No, but I mean, you think Julia Roberts is America's sweetheart? At one time. Well, all right, maybe at one time. All right. So, final thoughts on Ingrid Bergman. Do you have any thoughts? Uh. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking about Ingrid Bergman. Uh, I was saying Ingrid Bergman. Did I say Ingmar Bergman? No. Am I gaslighting you, Andrew? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, 
I think we've we've said enough. Uh, if you like what we talked about, go see your movies. Go see Casablanca if you haven't seen it. Buy her stamps. Oh yeah, and buy her stamps, of course. Buy those big cheekbones on a stamp, and you know, send it out to somebody. Um, I sound like uh, when Matt and Craig are doing one of their like, yeah, go see that thing. Go buy that book. Yeah, yeah. I'm walking Stuff. in the basement. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, or go see go see Notorious. It's uh, it's a public domain movie, I think, or it should be. Um, and that I think brings us pretty well to a close. Yeah. In the next two weeks, I'm gonna see some movies. Good. So I'll have something to talk about. Good. Go see some more movies, Andrew. And, and we'll be back with our uh, next list film. Yes, more I list don't... movies. And uh, of course, if you want to uh, send us an email, if you have any thoughts about Ingrid Bergman or about any of the other movies that. Uh, Andrew and I talked about. You could send an email to wagesofcinema at gmail.com. You can also tweet me at Jack Gattinella. That's two T's and two L's. Um, I'm on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash wagesofcinema. Like our page. Uh, we put up a lot of clips from the movies that we talk about, so you can kind of see and hear what we reference. Um, and, uh, next month we're going to have, uh, a special event, which we're going to announce, I think maybe in our next podcast. Great. We'll give you more details about that. If you're in the New Jersey, New York city area, you might be able to come and see us do what we do live. You uh, bet you will. <laughs> <laughs> so right. I'm Andrew. I'm Jack. And let me remind you the wages of cinema is death. Have a good night. Good night.